Hi, and welcome to the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge with Senior Ministers John and Anne Juliano. Have you ever wondered about how to better connect with God? Well, that's exactly what we're going to help you with in this week's show, where you'll learn how to more fully love God, grow spiritually, and help others. third part of the series that we're doing called the covenant names of God there are nine big promises of God that are connected with his covenant names just so powerful when we begin to understand that God's made covenant with us and in the covenant name of God is a huge promise so the first one that we did was um, Yahweh Jireh so we, we use the name Jehovah. We're not Jehovah's Witnesses, but Jehovah is the transliteration of the Hebrew word Yahweh and another word Adonai, and you bring them together and you get that word Jehovah. Um, and it's a covenant name. It's the name of God. And there are nine covenant names of God in the Bible. One is Jehovah Jireh, and the one we're going to do today is Jehovah Rapha which is the Lord who is our healer. And this is one of the great big promises of God. God wants to heal you. How many of you need healing today? Give me a wave if you need healing, whether it be spirit, soul, body, whatever it is, God's promise is I'm the Lord who is your healer. Next week, it's um, Yahweh Nissi, Jehovah Nissi, which is the God, I mean, the literal translation is the Lord who is your banner. But what does that mean? It's the Lord who causes you to win. How awesome is that? How many of you are facing battles and you need God to see you through to the winning side? That's next week. You don't want to miss next week. It's going to be powerful. But healing is what I want to talk to you about today. And healing is one of the foundations of the Pentecostal churches. So how many of you know that our church is a Pentecostal church? And um, Pentecostal churches have got some unique emphases. Now, obviously, our first emphasis is Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. We believe that Jesus Christ is the answer. We believe that he died on the cross, rose on the third day, and there's only salvation in his name. We, that's, that's our focal point is Jesus. Our message is Jesus. We love Jesus. Is there anybody here that loves Jesus? You're in the right place. We also have an emphasis on a subsequent experience after salvation called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And uh, there's an evidence of speaking in tongues involved in that. But Jesus said, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. So speaking in tongues is part of that, but also power. And, and so when you come into Pentecostal services, you'll notice there's powerful preaching, powerful worship, Power is part of this supernatural essence, supernatural presence of God is all part of this. There's another emphasis that we focus on, and that's the imminent return of Jesus Christ. We believe that Jesus Christ is coming back. Does anybody believe that? And we believe it could be any time. We are living in what's called the last days, and we believe Jesus Christ is coming back. The emphasis that we have on power is connected with healing. Pentecostals believe in healing. We believe that God heals today. I don't think there's any debate about whether God healed in Bible days. The debate is whether God heals today. 
Well, we're big believers that God heals today. And one of the tenets of our church is belief in healing. And so I really believe that today God wants to heal people. I believe that today God wants to heal you. I believe that if you're sick in your body today, before you leave today, God's going to touch you and bring healing. Matter of fact, even while I'm preaching, God can heal you. And before the service finishes today, we're going to be praying for everyone that's sick. If you want prayer, then we're going to be praying for you and believing for God to do a miracle in your life. The early Pentecostals, wherever they went, they prayed for sick people. Uh, my, my background is I'm third generation Pentecostal. My grandfather was saved in Italy in 1939. And, and uh, we, we just believe in healing. My grandmother got healed from her deathbed. And so it created within our family a faith in regards to healing. And so I was brought up in a household where healing was just, if we got sick, we just got prayed for. That was just part of the deal. One of the problems with that is that you can never chuck a sickie, ever. I, I, remember, I remember I was about nine years of age and I chucked a sickie. Has anybody ever chucked a sickie and you didn't want to go to school for whatever purpose and you pretended that you were sick? Okay. One of the problems when you pretend that you're sick is that your mother calls the pastor of the church to come and pray for you. And I remember, I remember the pastor walking into the house. I'm chucking a sickie and he'd heard that I was sick and he came to pray for me. Well, I thought God was going to strike me dead. It was like, I'm, I'm, I'm bunging this on and now the pastor is here and he's going to pray for me. And maybe God will give him a word of knowledge that I've bunged on a sickie. I've chucked a sickie anyway. Never did that again. But, uh, but one of the great stories of, of healing is a story that's impacted, impacted the world, but it didn't start off as a world-impacting story. It started off with an American missionary in 1922 called Louis Graf, lost in the woods in eastern Germany. 1922, lost in the woods in eastern Germany, in Louis Graf, lost in the woods, comes across a village in the forests of eastern Germany. And uh, I mean, what would the question be if you were lost in the woods and you come across a village in the forest in East Germany? What was the question that you would ask, how do I find my way home? Not Louis Graf. He came across this village and the first thing he asked was, is there anybody in this village that's sick? What an incredible... He's a Pentecostal missionary, believed in the power of God. Well, as a matter of fact... There was a man that was sick. He'd been sick for years. He was actually writhing in agony. His name was Augustus. And they said, yeah, this man called Augustus is in terrible pain. He had joint pain. He had, couldn't touch his body anywhere. It was just in, And he was writhing and screaming in agony. Well, this missionary walks into the house and he says, we believe in the power of God to heal the sick. And so he grabbed hold and he brought in the presence of God into that room. Augustus is writhing in agony. He's writhing in agony. And so he announced, let me read this. He announced that the Holy Spirit had been sent for a demonstration of the power of God that can make all things new. 
He took the sick man by the hand and commanded that he rise and be made whole in the name of Jesus. Augustus felt a jolt of heaven's power surge through his body. He leapt from his sickbed and stood trembling like a criminal around whom the walls of a prison had just fallen. He looked at his arms and legs as if iron chains had just been struck from them. He felt his once swollen and inflamed joints and they were renewed to a supple and youthful state. His wife Maria, who had been at his bedside for years, began to weep. He began to walk, then to run, then to leap, then to shout. He grabbed his wife and embraced her with tears running down her face. A moment ago, he'd been unable to endure the slightest touch on his skin. And now he was a man set free of pain. He was free indeed. It's the foundation of this man's life, born again, saved. So Augustus's family all got saved. And Augustus' son eventually became a pastor. His name was Herman. And Herman became a pastor in Germany, mainly based on the fact that his father had been healed from this debilitating disease. But then what happened was this, that Herman also had a son brought up in this whole atmosphere of healing. And Herman's son, which was Augustus's grandson, eventually went to Bible school in Wales, of all places. And from Wales, God sent him to Africa. And in Africa, Augustus's grandson began preaching the gospel. And to this day, there are over 80 million people that have made a decision because Augustus Bonke got healed in 1922. Does anybody know the name of Augustus's grandson? Reinhard Bonke, that great evangelist that grew up in this atmosphere of healing. And, and, and even to this day, I mean, he's retired now. But, but uh, in, in his meetings, there would literally be mounds of walking stick, walking sticks just cast away. You know what the sensationists, what the cessationists, you say, what's a cessationist? Well, cessationist is a group of people that theologically don't believe that healing is for today. And so, so their response to the mounds, we're talking truckloads of walking sticks. You know, you, know, you know what their response was? Oh, oh, the cripples just forgot their walking sticks. And Reinhard's response is, Blessed is the cripple that forgets his walking stick. <laughs> I like that. Let me tell you something. God heals today. Does anybody, can anybody say amen to that? God heals today and God wants to heal you. So, so let, me, um, let me read the text where we get this revelation of God who is our healer. It's found in Exodus chapter 15 verses 23 to 26. This is what it says. The story involves the children of Israel coming out of Egypt. They crossed the Red Sea. You know the story of the Red Sea opening up. They're three days out from the Red Sea. And uh, it says, when they came to Marah, they could not drink the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Marah. And the people complained against Moses, saying, what shall we drink? So he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. 
When he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made a statute and an ordinance for them. And there he tested them and said, If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all of his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians. Here it is. For I am the Lord who heals you. The revelation there is these two Hebrew words. I am Yahweh Rapha. My name is Yahweh Rapha. The Lord who is your healer. The God who heals. Let me, before I open this up, let, let me share with you the causes of sickness. Because one of the big issues that we face is that when someone gets sick, we can easily put it down to, oh, well, this is the devil or there's sin, and that's the only two. But this morning, let me share with you seven causes for sickness. Seven causes. Number one, we live in a broken world. This broken world carries germs, diseases, infections. That's the world that we live in. God never created it broken. It became broken. But one day it's going to get fixed. How many of you believe that? One day in Revelation chapter 21, verse 4, it says that all things will pass away. God will wipe away all tears from our eyes. There's going to be no more pain, no more suffering. But until that day, we live in a broken world of disease and infection. And so there are germs around. So make sure that you wash and clean. You know, I mean, for years, um, uh, people would get sicker in hospital than they would outside a hospital because they didn't believe in cleansing their hands. And, you know, there'd be germs passed from person to person. I know even to this day, you can get golden staff in, in hospital. And, and, but, but they understand that there are germs that pass on. And so we live in a broken world and you can get sick through no cause of your own, but because we live in a broken world. That's the first reason we get sick. The second reason is because of food, stuff that you imbibe. Stuff that gets into your body can create sickness. So, uh, so I mean, it's, it's documented evidence that smoking causes all sorts of disease. You know, if, if you're going to puff on a cigarette and you imbibe all that smoke and chemicals and stuff, then, you, you know, there's probability that you'll get sick. But also there's foods that are contaminated and there's stuff that you drink. There's chemicals. I, I mean, there's a particular drink that I won't name, but it will clean your garage floor. Hello? Now, don't mention the name because I might get sued, but you know what I'm talking about. So if, if it can clean your garage floor, and listen, you know, if you've got a dirty toilet, just pour a can of it in your toilet. It'll clean your toilet even. It's just, it's an amazing stuff, but people drink it. And, and, and then they wonder why drinking chemicals like that that can clean your garage floor causes you to be sick. Be careful of what you eat, what you drink, what you imbibe, because those chemicals can create sickness. It's a recognized fact. It's not, I'm not, uh, and the Bible talks about in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So treat your body like a temple, not like a garbage can. So be careful on that. Number three, cause of sickness, negative emotions. Do you know that negative emotions can cause sickness? You know that grief and bitterness and resentment can create sickness in your body. The Bible says in Proverbs 17, verse 22, that a merry heart 
doeth good like a medicine. A merry heart. Just having a heart that's merry does you good. But a broken spirit will dry up the bones. A broken spirit, a, a wounded spirit, a bitter spirit, something on the inside of you that's wrong, it'll dry up your bones, it'll bring sickness. And specifically, it can create all sorts of dryness of the bones and those sort of... That's Bible talks about that. So be careful how your emotions are, that you don't give in to negative emotions and negative speech and, and bitterness and resentment because it will bring sickness to your body. Number four, genetic issues. Genetic issues. How many of you know it's a recognized fact that now these days doctors will always ask you about your forefathers and is there anything in your family line and, and blood pressure and heart disease and diabetes and, and things like that can be passed down through a generational line and they can pick it up through your DNA, they can pick it up through a medical history. So you can pick things up from your genetic line that's got no cause of, of, of you doing something wrong but it can be passed down. Another cause of sickness is spiritual so Jesus many times cast out a spirit out of somebody. And so there were, there were spirits, there were deaf spirits that Jesus cast out of people. And when they, the spirit left them, they were able to, to hear. And, and uh, I can still remember really clearly some of my first missions trips to India back in 1987. It was uh, just phenomenal to see these little kids that were born deaf and mute and so weren't able to hear and weren't able to speak. And so I was being mentored at that time uh, by a guy called Stuart Grimens and another guy called Les Holmes. And they taught me that, you know, that um, these kids had a deaf and mute spirit. And all you had to do was just cast out the spirit and these kids would hear and speak. And so I remember on stage many occasions having these little kids just uh, casting out the deaf and mute spirit and immediately they would hear and immediately they would speak. And what a joy it was to get these little kids to repeat in Telugu the, the words Yesu, which means Jesus. Yesu. And then I get them to repeat another word, Prabhu, which means Lord. So the first words that these little kids would speak is Jesus is Lord. We saw lots of these miracles happening simply because we cast out the spirit that was just binding their ears and, uh, you know, and, and, and their mouth. How many of you believe in the power of God? This, this is real, true stories that I'm telling you from live experience. Another reason why people can get sick is because of sin. There's no question about it. It talks about in James chapter 5, you know, that to confess your sins that you might be healed. That's uh, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. And so there's no question about the fact that some sickness is caused because of sin, but not every sickness. And this is where we need to be discerning so we don't put everybody into the same package and say your sickness is because of sin. So if your sickness is because of sin, let me tell you the solution. Repent. Just say, Lord, forgive me. Done. Out of the way. And the sin is gone and the healing will flow. And number seven, the seventh reason why people get sick is because they overdo it. You're not a machine. Everybody say, I'm not a machine. Some of you might think you are, but you're not. And so if you burn the candle at both ends, your body is going to pack up and say, 
uh-uh, I'm not going any further. I'm just, I, 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 you've overdone it. You've pushed me too hard. So that's why it's really important to have a day off. It's called the Sabbath. Even God, Genesis chapter 2, took a day off. You know what? He didn't need to because God is omnipotent. He doesn't get tired. How many of you know that God doesn't get tired? So why did he take a day off? To set an example for you. So you need a day off. Turn to the person next to you and say, you need a day off. Well, you do nothing. You just rest. And you just recharge the batteries. How many of you needed that word? How many of you needed that word? Some of you just don't get a rest. Okay, so get a rest. So, so sickness comes. There's seven causes that I've just enumerated. There's probably others, but at least you're getting it that, that we live in a sin-soaked world where sickness can come upon you for no reason whatsoever that you know of. But the point is that God's your healer. Everybody say, God's my healer. And that's where we come into the covenant name of God, Yahweh Rapha. That's his name. And the context of this story is such a beautiful context. They come to water that they need, that gives them life and sustenance, but they can't drink it because it's bitter. And so then Moses prays and God shows him a tree and says, put the tree into the water and the water will be healed. So what's, what does this speak of? See, this speaks, let me just say straight off, you've worked it out. The tree represents the cross on which Jesus died. And the cross of Jesus is the answer to every bitterness and sourness in our lives. See, water represents what's inside of us. Jesus said, out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. So what's on the inside of you can either be sweet and life-giving or sour and full of sickness. And every time you open your mouth, it's either sweetness coming out or sourness coming out. And some of us just need healing. And the healing is the cross of Jesus. It's the answer to every single problem that we have. Can anybody say amen to that? The answer is always Jesus. To whatever question you have, the answer is Jesus. It's the cross that Jesus died on that covers us and cleanses us and heals us and delivers us. And that was the great revelation that was hidden there. They had no idea. They just saw a tree, a tree thrown in the water. They had no idea that it was connected to the cross. But here we are, thousands of years later, being able to see, God, you planned that. You've got a message for us that understood back then. That They mightn't have understood it, but we understand it, that the cross is the answer to everything. And then out of this comes this revelation. I am the Lord who heals you. It's the covenant name of God. I am the Lord who heals you. He is the Lord who heals us. He's the solution to all your bitterness, your sourness, your sickness. Let me talk to you about the character of God. This is really important. I've talked to you about the causes of sickness, the covenant name. Now let me talk to you about the character of God that's connected to the covenant name. Jehovah Rapha. The Lord who heals is connected to his character. And his character is a character of love. And that character of love says, because I love you, I want to give you life. Because I love you, I want to give to you that which sustains you. What the enemy wants to do is to minimize the character of God and make you think that God's character is deficient. But he's a God of love, a God of mercy, 
a God of compassion, a God who literally calls himself the healer. Not because he wants the title, but that's because it's his character, it's his nature to heal. And so when you come into the New Testament and you see Jesus, who is the manifestation of God in the flesh. So what happens is this, okay? A lot of people just don't get God. You know, I mean, when you read the Old Testament, it's really hard to get God because sometimes he does amazing things. Other times he does things that we don't understand. When you come into the New Testament, Jesus is the manifestation of God in the flesh. So if you don't get the character of God in the Old Testament, go to the New Testament and that way you can get the character of God because it's the manifestation of God in the flesh. And so what you find with Jesus is that wherever he went, he healed people. So you see, Jesus is not just the saviour, but Jesus the healer. And so when the Gospels, the four stories of the life of Jesus, the four biographies of Jesus, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, what you find is that the four gospel writers all point to Jesus as the healer. Wherever he went, he healed people. Matter of fact, in the gospels, we have 29 documented miracles of healing. There were other miracles that Jesus did, like walking on water and, you know, feeding the multitudes with, uh, you know, just a few loaves of bread and a few pieces of fish. But we're talking about 29 documented miracles of healing. And if you want to know what the 29 documented miracles of healing are, you need to go to connect groups because they've got the list that you won't get here. But in connect groups, you'll get it. So there's a one reason for you to go to connect groups is to get the rest of this message, but also to connect with other Christians that love Jesus and want to help you on your Christian journey. But, you know, for me, one of the great stories of healing, just one of the 29 that I love, one of my favorites. How many of you want to know one of my favorites? It's the story of the leper that got healed in Mark chapter 1. Because I think that this leper carries the same mindset that a lot of us carry. And the mindset that the leper has is, I know God can heal, but what I'm not convinced of is, will he heal? And I think most of us believe that God can heal. But what we're not convinced of is, will he heal? And I love the response that Jesus gave. What's the response? Well, How many of you remember the series that I did on the seven I am's in the book of John? How many of you remember that series where Jesus said, you know, I'm the good shepherd. I am the door. I am the light of the world. I am the way, the truth and the life. And you remember that series? Well, there's one I am that Mark underlines that John didn't underline. And it's revealed in this passage in Mark chapter 1, where the leper comes and says, Lord, if you're willing, you can cleanse me. And you know what Jesus replies to the leper? I am willing. And what a great revelation that is of the character of God. Not only is he the way, the truth, and the life. Not only is he the door. Not only is he the shepherd. He is willing. I am willing. And it's got to answer all the questions that we have. Lord, are you willing? And God's revelation is, I am willing. I am the healer. I am Yahweh Rapha. I am the one who heals you. 
And what we have is the revelation in, 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 uh, in Matthew chapter 1 when the angel appeared to Joseph and said, You shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And the word save is the Greek word sozo, S-O-Z-O. And sozo means not just to save, but to heal, to deliver, to put together that which is broken. And here's the revelation of Jesus. He will put together that which is broken in your life. He will take that which is smashed and put it together. He's the one who gets the broken pieces of pain and suffering and delivers you from it all and makes you whole and righteous spirit, soul and body. That's who he is. That's his character. That's his nature. What what I find amazing is that the very people, the cessationists, those who've built a theology around their faith, and the theology of their faith is we don't believe because we can't see it. Because we can't see it, we don't believe it. They don't understand that you've got to believe it before you can see it. Once you believe it, you'll see it. And so the cessationists, it's, it's a theological group of people that believe that when the Bible was put together, then miracles stopped. Yes, they happened in the apostolic days. And, but once the Bible was put together, we don't need that. It's because we've got the Bible. We don't need that. So miracles stop. They're not for today. That's what the cessationists believe. But they'll still preach the immutability of God, which is another doctrine. Immutability literally means that God changes not. Malachi chapter 3 verse 6 says, I am the Lord, I do not change. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. Well, if you're going to believe immutability, then you can't believe that he doesn't heal anymore. Because if he's the same yesterday, today and forever, he was a healer yesterday. He's going to be a healer today. He's going to be a healer forever. And matter of fact, when we go to heaven, there'll be the tree of life where the leaves of the tree will bring healing to the nations forevermore. He's a healer from the beginning. He's a healer to the end. That's the character of God. The God who is our healer, Yahweh Rapha. Can anybody say amen to that? Then what amazes me is this, the channels that God uses to bring healing to us. I want to talk to you this morning about nine specific channels that God uses to bring healing to us. Do you know what? One channel would be enough. It's like, yep, one channel to bring healing to us would be enough. Two channels, wow, that is exceedingly Three channels, that's exceedingly abundantly, but nine channels to get healing to us, that's got to convince you that God wants you healed. So let me go through the first one. You've already heard it. It's the covenant name of God, Yahweh Rapha. I am the Lord who heals you. If that was the only channel and his name, his character was dependent upon him healing you, that would be enough. But then there's another channel. And when you get to Mark chapter 16, verse 18, it's called the laying on of hands. These signs shall follow those who believe. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. See, that's connected to us being filled with the Holy Spirit. When Jesus said, you shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you. That power 
gets transferred. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. There is something inside of you as a Christian that comes out when you lay hands upon somebody. There's something that comes out of you. And you've got to believe that you're transferring power when you lay hands upon somebody. That what's in you is going to come out and something powerful is going to be transferred to them. It's not me. It's God inside of me. That's why when I lay hands upon people, the God inside of me is going to be transferred out of me. It's like there's a power pack of healing power inside of me. And when I lay hands on somebody, and not just for me, but every believer, something is going to be transferred. Don't you believe for any moment that nothing happens? Man, I'm plugged into the Holy Ghost. The switch is switched on. And I'm telling you, I'm full of of powerful energy, power of God. And when the hands get laid, you're going to get zapped by God. Amen. Has anybody else got some of that? If you got some of that, give me a wave. If you got some of that, if you haven't got any of that, then you need to get some of that before you leave this morning. Laying out of hands. Number three, anointing with oil. Show me a bottle of oil. Uh, anointing oil, sweetheart. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call for the elders of the church and let them pray over them, anointing them with oil. So we've got the anointing oil. When I was a kid growing up in a Pentecostal church, it was customary in every Pentecostal church, every single Sunday, after the communion, people would come forward and the elders would anoint them with oil and they, they would quote this verse and it was customary. It was part of the custom. But it's only another channel. It's not the only channel. It's another channel for God to get healing to us. And, uh, and you know, this anointing with oil is a very powerful thing because it's like a point of contact. And some people, they need that point of contact. For some people, the point of contact is the laying out of hands. For some people, it's when the oil touches them. It's the point of contact and their faith is released and something happens. It's in the Bible. Number four, the fourth channel that God uses to get healing to us is something called the gifts of the Holy Spirit. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, there's the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And there are nine gifts of the Spirit. And one of the gifts of the Spirit is the gifts, plural, of healings, plural. Two words, gifts, plural, healings, plural. And so there are certain individuals in the church that have got this gifts of healing. We get coming to our church on a regular basis a man called John Mellor. John Mellor has this gifts of healing. But you know, over the years, there have been amazing healing evangelists that we call healing evangelists because they have the gifts of healings. But it's not just them. It's anyone in the body of Christ. It's not just famous people. It's not just the, you know, uh, you know over history, we have the Teal Osbournes and the Reinhard Bonkers and people that we call healing evangelists that have the gifts of healings. And they become the focal point, you know, or oh, if the man of God prays for you, you're going to get healed. It's like, but people in the church can carry the gifts of healings. They don't have to have a fancy name and a fancy evangelist and wear a fancy watch and fancy shoes and, you know, that's sort of the healing evangelist look and the healing evangelist thing. 
They, they can just be ordinary people that carry the gifts of healings. And you can pray for that and say, Lord, use me powerfully under, under this ministry. And in our church, we have encounter ministries as part of our healing arm. And we've got healing rooms as part of our healing arm that pray for people to get healed. And some of them carry the gifts of healings. People get healed. Glory to God. Number four, gifts of healings. Are you following me? Are you with me? Number five. Are you getting this? How many channels God is opening to get healing to you? So we've looked at the covenant name, the laying on of hands, the anointing with all, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Number five is the prayer of faith. I love this. James 5.15, it says, And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, heal the sick, and the Lord will raise them up. The prayer of faith. There's just something powerful about praying faith and speaking faith and articulating the word of God. So whether someone prays the prayer of faith over you or whether you pray the prayer of faith over yourself, which you can do, faith is very powerful. And faith is simply saying what God says, believing what God says, acting on what God says. There's a beautiful scripture in Psalm 107 verse 20 that says, he sent his word and healed them. And so there is power in the word of God. See, the word of God are just not syllables put together. They're articulations of power. The word of God is an articulation of God's power. He spoke and the world came into being. When you speak God's words, it's as powerful as God speaking those words. And what happens is that you've just got to get the faith to say over your life what God says over your life. And I encourage people, see, when you go to a doctor, the doctor prescribes some pills for you. When you go see Dr. Jesus, he prescribes gospels for you. And some of you need some gospels three or four or five times a day. You know, just, just to be able to confess, Lord, your word says you sent your word and healed them. Well, if you heal them, you haven't changed. You can heal me. So right now I confess your word that you're healing me. Your word says that by your stripes we are healed. Right now I confess the word of God by your stripes I'm healed. Your word says that you carried our diseases and, and healed all of our infirmities. So I'm confessing what your word says and begin to speak the word of God and take them as gospels. He said his word and healed them. The prayer of faith will raise up the sick. Come on, some of you just need to get rid of all that doubt. Get rid of all that indoctrination by cessationists and begin to confess the Word of God because they're not getting to get healed, but you will get healed as you speak the Word of God. Can anybody say amen to that? Amen. Number six, it's the children's benefits. I love this. It's the benefits of the children. Psalm 103. Psalm, how, many, how many of you memorize Psalm 103? So how many of you know Psalm 103? It says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and don't forget his benefits. Benefits? Yeah. There are benefits if you're a child of God. Matter of fact, when Jesus referred to this, he actually called it not the children's benefits. He called it the children's bread. How many remember the story of the healing of the Syrophoenician's daughter? 
where Jesus quoted, you know, it's, it's not right for me to take the children's bread and give it to foreigners or give it to little dogs, but he referred to healing as the children's bread. And he's referring specifically to Psalm 103, where there are benefits. And what are the benefits? The children's benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities, forgives all of your sins, and heals all of your diseases. There's five of them. You need to read it. Not now, but later on. But the first two is, is the forgiveness of sins. And, the part, and part two is the heal of your disease. That's the children's bread. It's your benefit. It belongs to you. It's your right as a child of God. How awesome is that? Do you know what? Christelle is my daughter. And if she comes to me, she's got lots of rights that are benefits that belong to her because she's a child. She's my child. How many of you got children? How many of you know that, that one of the children's benefits is to have a roof over their head? How many of you know that's your responsibility as a parent? So, th- so for them to have to say, hey, Dad, why am I sleeping in the backyard in the rain and the wind and the storm? Oh, oh, isn't that one of my benefits to sleep in the house under your roof? Oh, I forgot about that. I'm telling you, that's not the way it works. Here's another benefit. You know, when it's mealtime, there's food on the table. How many of you parents do that for your kids? How many of them say, hey, Dad, you need to put food on? You know, now, now it's dinner time and you haven't given me any food. It's a benefit. And the Bible says that if you're a child of God, there are benefits that are coming to you. And one of those benefits is healing. Come on, it's time for you to stand and wave and say, I'm a child of God. Thank you for my healing. And God says, yeah, it's yours. Number seven, deliverance from evil spirits. There are evil spirits that do bring sickness. I spoke about it earlier on, those deaf and mute spirits. Jesus spoke about it. This woman who's had a spirit of infirmity for 18 years, whom Satan has bound for 18 years. And sometimes we just have to cast out through a discerning of spirits, an evil spirit out of somebody, and that gets rid. That's another channel. Sometimes sickness is connected to spirits. We have to be discerning to cast it out. Another one is medicines and doctors. Everybody say, praise God for doctors. I love doctors. We've got lots of them in this church. Give me a wave if you're a doctor. Come on, Andrew, give me a wave. Yeah, we got lots of doctors in our church. Lots of doctors. Ewan, you're a doctor. Ewan is like a lot of pastors. He puts people to sleep. I said, mate, I know pastors that do a better job. He's an anesthetist. So I know a lot of pastors that do a better job. They don't get paid anywhere near as much, but they got a great job of putting people to sleep. But... uh, but, you know, I, I love doctors. And, and Paul called Luke in Colossians chapter 4, the beloved physician. So God's actually put into the created world um, various healing remedies that bring healing into our body. And so we're looking for them constantly. And some of these remedies haven't been found, but they're still waiting to be discovered that can bring healing to you. So I believe in that. So for me, it's not, it's either faith or medicine. It can be both. What's the problem? It's that, you know, there's nine channels I'm talking to you about. Thank you, Lord. Whichever way it comes, I don't care as long as it comes. Whichever way it comes, let it come. But don't say, well, because I've gone to see a doctor, I can't have faith. What is that? 
course you can have faith. Of course you can see a doctor. Of course, you, you know, you know we, we, we're not people that say, no, no, if you go see a doctor, you haven't got any faith. We're people that say, it's another channel. God can use whatever channel to get healing to you. And last point that I want to make, the ninth channel. Some of you are thinking, oh my goodness, this is forever. This doesn't stop. It's because there's so much on this subject. There is so much because God wants to bring healing to you. There's healing in the atonement. The Bible says in Isaiah 53, verse 5, by his stripes you were healed. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, it's repeated in the New Testament. By his stripes you were healed. There's healing in the atonement. The stripes refers to the whip marks that Jesus received, the suffering of Jesus on the cross. Through that suffering, you have healing. It's called the atonement. Jesus paid the price, the penalty to get you well, to get you healed, to get you delivered. How beautiful, how beautiful is that, that he paid it all. And if he paid for it, you don't have to pay for it. All you've got to do is receive it. What happens with a lot of us is that we don't have the faith to receive. He paid for it. He's given you so many channels. All you've got to do is open your heart and receive. Receive the healing. Come on, choir, come up. We're going to sing, I believe that you're my healer. I believe that you're my healer. And God wants to heal you. God wants to deliver you. God wants to forgive you. There's so many benefits. You've got to take it in. See, what the enemy wants to do is steal this word from you. He wants to make it go in one ear and out the other. But God wants to bring healing and deliverance into your life. God wants to set you free. God wants to do something incredibly powerful in your life. Do you believe? that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do you believe that? Do you believe that he's still the healer today? Do you believe that if Jesus were here today, he wouldn't walk past you, but he would walk to you? Do you believe that if Jesus were here today and you asked him, Jesus, if you're willing, you'd heal me? Jesus wouldn't say, no, I'm not willing, go away. Well, Jesus is here and he is the same. He is unchanged. He is the same yesterday, today and forever. And where two or three are gathered together in his name, he is there in the midst. He is here today. He wants to do something in your life today. Don't leave the way you came, but leave with an impartation from heaven. God is here and he wants to touch you. Thanks for choosing to listen to the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge. If you like this week's podcast, then please share it with a friend. More information about who we are is available at lifesource.org.au. On behalf of Senior Ministers John and Ann Giuliano, we look forward to connecting with you next time at the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge.